I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you today, Aaliyah? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, We have a special episode today. It is episode 200 of our podcast. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Aaliyah, do you have any reflections on favorite talks or discussions or really anything else from 200 episodes. Of course, none of us have recorded all of them, and you missed a full 18 months of that, but uh, but really anything that you've been involved in for the podcast. Um, reflections and memories, you said? Yep. Well, as far as memories go, I remember being in my college dorm room in Helaman Halls at BYU mm-hmm. <laughs> and recording, um, and then coming home and doing it with you and then sending little audio clips on p-day sometimes to to go in um some of my favorite episodes have been i really liked the elder holland um what was it called the high priest of good things to come that Mm, one so good that was a really good one as well as um more recently I can't remember exactly which ones it was. I think it was um, He Could Heal Me and Accessing Power Through God's Covenants. I, I'm unsure, but there was a, a time where we recorded a couple episodes and it was just like really, really cool. And we all came away just like having learned so much. So yeah. that was really awesome. Something that's interesting about the gospel and about general conferences Sometimes it's hard to remember those specific like principles or maybe a thing you learned, but somehow it just accumulates over time and you just build your testimony and your faith and um, it helps you to just keep growing. So I think it's a, it's a good testimony that you can never really stop, right? You can't just say, you know what? I read the book of Mormon. That's it. I'm done. You just have to keep at it all the time to really keep growing that testimony. So I love it. Awesome. Well, I remember Leah that the very first episode was done with just you and me. Um, and honestly it was done as proof of concept to recruit Rivka, um, (laughs) who, who was doing a, um, um, like a Facebook group of general conference. And I was, just like for some reason struggling to read all the posts she put up and all the comments, which are all so good. And I thought, Oh, this would be great in audio format. And I looked around for a podcast and there really wasn't one on general conference. Now there's multiple. And, um, yeah, so we put it together basically to prove to Rivka, like, Hey, you would love doing this. Come hang out with us. (laughs) And then you went on your mission and we got Burke and, uh, now it's all four of us and I just love it. It's fantastic. And I'm so grateful for doing this, even if we had zero listeners, which 
Um, it's not like we have a bunch, uh, but even if we had zero, I think we would all keep doing it. So, mm-hmm. well, speaking of Burke, he's also here with us today. How are you, Burke? I am doing fantastic as usual, taking a break from uh, what is turning into a very hot Saturday uh, to get back inside the house where it's nice and cool and discuss some conference. So awesome. Is it better to be hot in the Pacific Northwest or is it, do you prefer the rainy and sort of cool Pacific Northwest? Um, I prefer in between the rain and the hot. So, which sounds is generally most of our summer, but this is these yesterday, today, I think you're going to be our, our hottest days. So up in the night, yeah. but I was out in the morning and got some work done before it got awful. So. All right. Well, uh, Burke, thank you for jumping in when Aaliyah left. Uh, you are an integral yeah. part of the podcast and I love all your insights and, and things that you have to say. You're, you're a gospel scholar and you always have something interesting to bring. So what kind of reflections or memories do you have of recording the podcast? Well, I listened to it before I was ever involved in it. And I think the most important things I learned back then, some real you know, things that have helped shape my life, like learning that Aaliyah only cries to Disney movies. <laughs> True. Valuable and that, information. And that we need to keep swimming. <laughs> yep. And remember who we are, Simba. <laughs> uh, so but, true. Uh, uh, and so I've tried to bring some of my own movie quotes from time to time. And <laughs> and I love uh, it. and I will never be able to forget the most um life-changing quote of all of President Nelson's, and I'll say it here again, though you've heard it too many times, under the Lord's direction and in answer to our prayers, recent procedural adjustments have been made. Ah, so good. So good. Continues to be my daily mantra. And uh, yeah, just to, uh, to you, the listener out there, I invite you to find some friends and discuss conference because as much as you might enjoy listening to us talk about it, it's way more fun to be the one talking about it. Oh, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have all, you know, none of us have been present on every single episode and I have also listened to episodes and gone like, Oh, that's interesting. And I really enjoy it or I feel the spirit, but discussing it is far and away better in every case. So I love it. Good and advice. There's something we call podcast magic, which is basically the idea that we'll each individually study a talk and we'll come away with some things. Like we'll have a handful of insights um, and then we come together and it's like, boom, there's a whole 40 minutes you can get out of at least that you can get out of one talk. Like just yeah. talking about it with someone else just makes it so like there's so much that you can discuss. It's crazy. Even when you don't think there's a lot to talk about. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, with that, we will move into talking about today's talk. It is called When to Receive Your Patriarchal Blessing by Elder Kazuhiko Yamashita of the 70. I'm sure that there's a better way to pronounce that, but that's what I got. And um, as Burke noted way back when we first started recording after the conference aired, there's a lot about patriarchal blessings, including two full talks about it, and this is one of them. So that's pretty cool. And something fairly unusual. So um, with that in mind, we'll start with Burke. What was your fundamental doctrine from this talk, Burke? All right. So he shares a story about his mother-in-law, who is an active church member and passed away at 91. And he said he was sad to learn that she did not ever receive a patriarchal blessing. 
And he says this, and I'll quote, a patriarchal blessing may have given her comfort when she needed it most, unquote. So there's a lot in here about why you should get one and when you should get one and what you may expect. But I think this is maybe the most powerful aspect of it in that there really may be a time in your life when it will give you the comfort when you need it most. And in order for that to happen, you need to have received it. And also you need to revisit it and study it. So. Yeah, so true. Interesting context, Burke, is that he was sort of saying that his mother didn't really have someone in her home or around her to give her priesthood blessings. Mm-hmm. And so her patriarchal blessing could have um, given her comfort in lieu of those priesthood blessings, which I thought was a pretty interesting thing to say about it. Yeah. Um, so have you had a time when that you can share that uh, your patriarchal blessing has provided you comfort. The biggest time for me, and I may have shared this last time too, was a single line in it that didn't mean a lot to me. But then when I was in the process of trying to decide um, after my mission, what direction my life needed to go in and was starting to receive inspiration that I needed to point towards medicine, which was not an attractive option to me at all. Um, that in combination with other things that happened and talking to my parents and going to the temple and praying, it was that line, I think that really helped, helped tip me over the edge. And he'll talk in here about how the meaning of the words may change over time Mm -hmm. for your life as it does with scripture as well. Um, but yeah, that's probably the biggest one for me. I can remember the moment reading that and having the spirit tell me, this is what this means. and This is what you're required to do. Wow. I bet that you could never have imagined that that would lead you to being a traveling pediatric anesthesiologist. <laughs> I mean, that's just something nobody imagines when they go to med school. And here you are in this like very yeah. different, but, but what appears to be very fulfilling job. Yeah. I mean, the work itself, I absolutely do love. Technically, I'm not a pediatric anesthesiologist. I'm an anesthesiologist who takes care of children. <laughs> I didn't do a fellowship. So I don't want to okay. you know, send my up in arms out there. But um, yeah. And even when I was in residency, I didn't know this kind of a job existed. Uh, so I could have never predicted the many um, turns, the zigs and the zags. And uh, yeah, here I am. And the instruction from my patriarchal blessing was instrumental on getting me on the right path. So ah, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that story. Well, Aaliyah, how about you? What was your fundamental doctrine? The doctrine I highlighted was near the end of the talk, and he says, when you receive your patriarchal blessing and read it and ponder it, you can focus on them more often. And by them, he means Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, And so to me, this just means that just like everything else in the gospel, patriarchal blessings are a way for us to come closer to Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. And something interesting that I've done in the past with my own patriarchal blessing is study it through the lens of like the relationship that I have with each of the members of the Godhead. So Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, like based on what it's telling me. Um, And that has been a really cool study to do. That's awesome. I keep, Aaliyah has her own um, career plans and uh, they're, she is following them based on impressions from the spirit. But I keep telling her she needs to be like a BYU professor of ancient scripture, or I guess actually they have another section that's like church history and doctrine. That's more, I think where you would fit. 
doesn't that sound like the way a BYU professor would study their their patriarchal blessing? Like, I'm going to define my relationship to all three members of the Godhead, cross-reference it with scriptures in the Old, New, and Book of Mormon. Anyways, um, it just... And then add in some Lion King and uh, preach to 19-year-olds, I think. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So that's awesome, Aaliyah. <laughs> So how has that changing perspective um, or that perspective of your relationship with the Godhead, how has all that um, influenced your life? Well, the obvious answer is that I know my relationship with Heavenly Father on a deeper level. And that, of course, makes all the difference. I think it's also important to understand our relationship to the Holy Ghost and maybe we have certain gifts or, or talents or aspects of that relationship that come more naturally to us and to highlight those and, and use them to minister and, and do the things that God wants us to do. And then with our relationship with Jesus Christ, any added information we can get about that relationship just makes it easier because you can't it's hard to really trust someone you don't know. So the more you know about them or about your relationship with them, the easier it is to have faith in him and believe what he says. Okay. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Well, um, I had a fundamental invitation for this talk. I've talked about is this it the before. general handbook one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> You mean the one that, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm predictable. (laughs) What can I say? So (laughs) I'm going to read it here. He says, I feel pretty passionate about this. We've talked about it many times. I'm going to talk about it again. I'm going to say the same exact thing I've said before. So just skip ahead by three minutes if you're sick of hearing it. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah, just keep swimming. So he says, my dear young men, young women, parents, and bishops, patriarchal blessings are not only for preparation to serve a mission. Worthy baptized members may receive their patriarchal blessing when the time is right for them. And it references the general handbook. And if you go to the handbook, there are two qualifications for receiving your patriarchal blessing. One, you are baptized. So therefore, there's the minimum age is eight years old. Two is you have an understanding of the sacredness of the blessing. So I think for a lot of teenagers, that's a basic understanding or, or a fundamental understanding that this is something that you share with your family, but not you know on social media or with your friends or whatever the case may be, that this is something sacred between, between you and the Lord. Um, and and uh, you know that, that means keeping it sacred. Um, so... I think often, or at least in my experience, anecdotally, a lot of youth almost have too much sacredness attached to it. Um, Now that, that sounds like borderline blasphemous almost, I don't know, but, but what I mean is like it becomes something that is no longer sacred, but almost like mystical and unknowable, unseeable, untouchable. And so they wait longer than they need to to get their blessing. I know compared to when I was a teenager, these youth nowadays, nowadays are so spiritually mature and grounded and faithful and have such a good understanding of the gospel and a good foundation. 
many of them are ready for their blessing um, long before they think they're ready for their blessing. They're trying to achieve some level of like sainthood, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be translated and then the next day I'll go get my patriarchal blessing. Um, when really they're all temple recommend worthy and they have a deep feeling of sacredness about their blessing would never share it with, you know, friends on TikTok or whatever. Um, but then, you know, are scared to actually receive their blessing. So I've tried to push a lot of youth into getting their blessing. And the handbook talks about how the earlier you get it, as long as you're ready, the more time you have for the Lord to give you that direction in your life. So, um, yeah, I, I have pretty strong feelings that don't, don't wait. If you have a gospel testimony, understanding and, and, um, belief, and then, and you understand how sacred it is, go for it. So, all right, off the soapbox. That was my, uh, my little time to preach today. So that's okay. Cause I think that idea it pervades many aspects of life that, you know, I can't go to church and tell I'm a better person, which is ridiculous. You go to church to learn how to be a better person. You know, I can't go to the gym till I'm in shape. Well, you go to the gym and then get in shape. So yeah. we do this with a lot of things in our lives. So, yep. I love it. Um, I, I've had people do that about coming to me for repentance too. Like, well, I wanted to get it all squared away before I come talk to you. Like, no, that's why you come talk to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that, that prideful, I'm going to do it myself first. Mm. <laughs> you can't do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly my sin is like, I want to do everything myself, uh, my kind of pride. So maybe that's why I'm so acutely attuned to it. So. All right, let us move on. So Burke, um, what else did you want to highlight from this talk? Um, I like these couple lines here kind of near the beginning, which, well, I'll just read them and then you can decide how they fit in here. But he says, patriarchs, as requests for patriarchal blessings may increase, I pray that the Lord will bless you as you continue to magnify your calling. I like that he took a moment to think through the outcome of having a conference session where there's at least one talk on patriarchal blessings. And in this case, two in the weekend um, to note that probably there was going to be a surge in requests for patriarchal blessings as there probably should be. And to pray for the patriarchs. I thought that was really a, a nice heartfelt um, aspect of his teaching and, and plea. And then I also liked when he talked about how when he goes to state conferences, he visits with the state patriarch, and the spouse. And he says, patriarchs are gentle, obedient, and incredible leaders called of God. And it sounds like from his experience, they are all like this. And in my experience, you know, the few I've met were indeed, at least seemed to me to be very much like this. And I can remember when I was younger thinking that um, it would be fun to be a patriarch. That would be a fun call. We don't aspire to callings, but thinking that that would be a calling that would um, require a level of spirituality that I think would stretch most people and would be of great benefit to them. But uh, I don't know if the requirement is to be gentle, obedient, and incredible, then uh, I'll just continue to look up to those who are doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It, that calling is so intimidating. Uh, I know Aaliyah can talk about our patriarch, um, but mm -hmm. yeah, the same. Every time I have seen a patriarch, I'm just like, wow, that is a level of spirituality I cannot fathom ever achieving. Uh, I don't know if I have it in me. So I have a deep respect for them. So, yeah. well, and I have a, 
grandfather who was a patriarch for, well, let's see. Do they ever technically release them? I guess he is still a patriarch, but hasn't given, okay. blessings, hasn't given blessings in years. I think he could still give them to family now. Anyway, he, he hasn't yeah. given them in years. And it was interesting to talk to him about the process. Um, they do ah, release got them. It. You're back. Yeah, I <laughs> think your microphone yeah. fell down. Um, they do occasionally release them if they can't physically serve. And, and so I don't know if they officially grant them like emeritus status, but you don't I think it's something like that. So, anyway. and it's an office in the priesthood. So it's kind of like Bishop or, or elder or any other office. Like you don't ever, you get released from the calling, but not the office. Um, and then, um, if you move away, you still, again, are, you know, patriarch is, is your, um, uh, office in the priesthood, but you no longer have the calling. So anyway, all that was to say, it was interesting talking to him about the process he went through, um, to spiritually be prepared to give patriarchal blessings. And it was, it was impressive. So, yeah. 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 And also to anyone out there who records a podcast, be careful what you fiddle with while you talk. Your microphone might disappear. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, Aliyah, what? So this was a description um, of a of a patriarch, gentle, obedient, and incredible leader. Um, what is your memory of our patriarch? Does he fit that description? He does. I would also add the descriptor very tall. Uh, I don't remember exactly how tall he is, but he's really tall. Not just yeah. tall, but like really tall. Yes, He true. also went through a lot of effort to make his whole house, his home, a place where the spirit could dwell. So not only he, but like him and his wife, they were very careful about what kinds of media and music they listened to in their home. And it was essentially a dual calling. Like they both lived up to the spiritual bar they needed to be at for that to happen in that house yeah their home you could just tell as soon as you walked in you could feel it it was a different kind of home it was amazing um Aaliyah, what other quotes did you want to highlight from this talk there was one paragraph where he's talking about the timing of the blessings and things that are promised in patriarchal blessings and he says, a patriarchal blessing is eternal. And if you live worthy, promises that are not fulfilled in this life will be granted in the next. So the promise there is, if we live worthy, the promises in there will be granted. Either this life or the next. And so I think that's an important perspective to have in when you're reading a lot of people. You know, naturally, we assume that everything in there is going to happen in this mortal frame unless it's explicitly talking about something that literally can't like being resurrected you know right. um and so it's just a helpful reminder to not freak out if something isn't happening that you think should be happening because there's a chance it might just be happening in the next life right and just on the other hand um every single thing mentioned in my patriarchal blessing that has some sort of temporal component to it has been fulfilled exactly as described in my blessing. I mean, it just, you know, mission, marriage, all those things have, have come to pass exactly as, as described in there. So, um, there it's sort of a balance of, um, faith, uh, that things will come to pass, but also trusting that the Lord 
sometimes speaks in ways that we don't understand, um, which I've mm-hmm. felt a lot as we've read the New Testament this year. I'm like, there's no way the apostles had any idea what the Savior meant when he said that, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's very straightforward and it says, like, you will serve a mission and, um, and then you go on a mission. So um, mm-hmm. some of them are very literal and others are long term and and take some faith to see through to the end. So. All right. I'm going to, you know, we've talked about invitations and promises already. I thought it was pretty cool that he did talk about the promises that the Lord made to Abraham. Um, And he, you know, he lumps, you know, you get your lineage and your patriarchal blessing, which tribe of Israel you're you're from. Um, Many, it seems, are from Ephraim in the U.S. And um, he sort of lumps them all back into the Abrahamic covenant. And it's something that I think we as a, a church maybe hadn't talked as much about until the past few years when it became a little more prevalent and as we studied the Old Testament with a little more intensity. But he highlights uh, just some some of the fundamental promises here. His posterity would be numerous. His seed or descendants would receive the gospel and bear the priesthood. And um, I would also add to that not just receive the gospel, but bear the priesthood and then bring the gospel to others. And then through the ministry of a seed, all the families of the earth would be blessed. So that's kind of that missionary component. Um, and so ultimately receiving salvation and life eternal. So um, posterity, priesthood and missionary work. So I think um, even if you can't if you do a scripture study and you don't connect with like, well, what is Ephraim and what is, you know, what are his promises? Or maybe you have a different lineage. Um, we can all connect with that Abrahamic covenant, which is promised to every tribe of Israel and understand that we also, the new and everlasting covenant that we talk about is the same thing as the Abrahamic covenant and it all still applies. Um, so it helps give us purpose here in this life and directs us to what we'll be doing in the eternity. So um, perhaps it's just because I like the Old Testament, but I really enjoyed his discussion of that. So, all right, let's go back to Burke. I think um, we've talked a lot about invitations and promises. Is there one left here, Burke, that we haven't talked about that you want to highlight? Oh, okay. I think Burke, when he dropped his mic, literally dropped the mic and walked away because now we can't hear him. <laughs> So, so whatever he had to say was so good that he just threw the mic on the ground and walked away. So now we'll go back to Aaliyah. Aaliyah, did you have any other invitations and promises you wanted to highlight? Um, there's a handful in here. Most of them are like get a blessing or encourage other people to do it. There's another one that kind of echoes my first thought. Um, and it says when you receive your blessing. So that's kind of an implied invitation. You will realize and feel how they love you and how they focus on you individually. And they, again, is Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. So invite, receive your blessing, promise you're going to feel God and Heavenly Father. Well, no, that's same. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ's love for you and their focus on you as an individual. Yeah. And in a strange way... Uh, I've, we've discussed this before as well, but I felt that more with your blessing um, than I felt it with my own blessing. So 
um, when we sat down for your blessing, you were 14 and I thought, you know, I'm your dad and I know you. And I sort of had a couple things that I, um, expected. And then my mind just exploded as he gave the blessing. And I just felt this overwhelming spirit of love for you and knowledge of who you are and what you have, not just who you are, like as a 14 year old or even now, um, but who you are eternally. Like he had this grand scope of your divine identity and it was unbelievable and something I will never forget. And we felt that for each of our other kids, although we were prepared for it for the other two, um, not prepared for it for you, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing to hear or more feel and understand how he felt about you. So you might compare the experience to when Simba talked to Mephisto <laughs> in class. Uh, understood on a deeper level who he was. Remember who you are. Yeah, it was for sure like that. Um, what's the line about you have forgotten? What is it? You've, You've forgotten, forgotten who you are, so you have forgotten me. Yes, yes, exactly like that. The one true king. Indeed. And maybe it was more the reverse, like remember who you are and in so doing remember me um, mm -hmm. or the combination of the two. So, all right. Uh, okay, any last thoughts before we close it up? think that's everything okay well um that is a great one and if you haven't received your blessing go receive your blessing that's the the takeaway the fundamental invitation of that talk the next talk we're going to discuss is my mind caught hold upon this thought of jesus christ by elder neil l anderson in the meantime if you want to get a hold of us you can email us at words of the province podcast at gmail.com or you can message us on instagram and facebook at words of the province podcast all right, so thanks for joining us, and until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.